Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Saturday. Happy Packer Game Day. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I am your host, Evan Wittalison, and I'm wearing my new Packer shirt here today. Um, if you're interested in the shirt, you can go on the bottom link. It's from Dakota Mitchell at the Dak Mitch on Twitter, and the link is at the bottom of the page. You can find out where to get one of these cool shirts as well as a lot of other awesome shirts that Mr. Mitchell has created. Um, Packers, 49ers today, tonight, cold, frozen tundra. Excited for what that game could bring to the Green Bay Packers and going to be talking about that here today in this episode of Talking Sports with Evan. Uh, First time ever doing a show on a Saturday. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever, well, not uh, first time I've done Talking Sports with Evan on a Saturday. Um, I used to do Red Light Sports Ramble and um, Red Light Sports Rant on Saturdays uh, with Troy Robert, but my first time doing Talking Sports with Evan on a Saturday, and I want to thank you all for tuning into the broadcast, tuning into the show, tuning into the Packer and 49er preview, and I want to get your thoughts on the Packers and 49ers. The Packers five and a half, six point favorites over the 49ers here today. But if you listen to a lot of the the talking pundits on the national show, you would think the Packers are the underdogs in this matchup. Um, so I'm going to kind of talk about that game, preview the, you know, the, the keys to victory for Green Bay and why I feel that the Packers definitely will get this win. But before I do go into that, I want to go into some Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Beat the Chicago Bulls last night, ninety-four to ninety. And you know, typically with the with the Bucks, you're you're looking at a score. That, you know, that's as Justin Garcia said during the um, Bucks post-game show last night. That is typically what they score after three quarters sometimes. But you know, it was a it was definitely a hard-fought victory for the for the Bucks beating the Bulls. Um, and the first meeting of the season. Division opponent, conference, you know, opponent, and it's the first time they're playing all season. And they got three other match uh, games between now and the end of the season, and possibly potentially a playoff matchup as well. But ultimately, I'm not really worried about the game. The Bucks shot sloppy. Um, they played sloppy at times, and but they got the win, and that's ultimately what matters. It doesn't matter. You know, if you win by two or if you win by 100, it matters is you get the win. And that's also going to be a theme of the game tonight. It doesn't matter if the Packers win by two. It doesn't matter if the Packers win by 100. What matters is the Packers win. And with the Bucks, it's it's nice that they're finally getting in full health. Um, you, you look at the stretch of games where they lost, I want to say, seven of eight or six of eight, something like that. Most of those games, they didn't have Drew Holiday. And I know you have your MVP in Giannis, and you're expected to win when you have Giannis as your MVP. But you, you also it, it's also a lot of matchup-based. And, yeah, the Bucks blew up Golden State because the Bucks are, you know, Golden State and the Bucks. the Bucks match up well against Golden State because Golden State doesn't really do much defensively. Um, they don't really have the the guards that can really stress the Bucks offense and no disrespect to Steph Curry, they just don't. And you also look at the um you know the the, the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie, 
you know, Kyrie's still out. Um, actually, I think he might have played that game. But either way, the Bucks uh, took the Brooklyn Nets to the woodshed as well. But you lose to a team like your uh, your Charlotte Hornets, and the Hornets have strong defensive guards. And you know, Toronto's a team that is a bad matchup for Milwaukee. Um, you know, the things to keep in mind with the Bucks and their the recent skid is that when Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis all play, the Bucks are now 18 and 3. In 21 matchups, they're now 18 and 3 when the Bucks make three plays. And if those three can stay healthy and the supporting cast can stay healthy, there's no reason why this Milwaukee Bucks team can't just run away um, with not only the division, sorry, Bulls, um, but also potentially the Eastern Conference because. Durant is going to be out for a while. Um, uh, ball for the Bulls is going to be out for a while. Levine is out. Um, this is a chance for now for the Bucks to try to stack up some wins and try to not only catch up to the the one spot in the East, but also build on that lead a little bit. But the thing is, they have to beat the Sacramento Kings tonight. Um, that that's going to be a key component to this game. Is they got to beat the Kings tonight. If they can beat Sacramento. Cool, win a game you're supposed to win. Um, and if not, nobody's going to be watching anyways because the game's going to be coinciding with the Packers. So just kidding, but most people are going to be watching the Packers anyways. But the Bucks are fine. I'm not worried about Milwaukee. I'm not worried about if they're going to make the playoffs or not. I keep having somebody tweet at me and other Bucks, uh, and I'm I, tweeting at me and tweeting at Bucks. Uh, broadcasters and writers that they're going to not even make the playoffs and whatnot. And that's just stupid. Um, the person that keeps talking about that is just dumb. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a top three seed and they are likely going to compete for the NBA finals. Once again, when fully healthy, the bucks are a team to, 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 to beat in the Eastern conference. It's just the way it is. And if Brooke Lopez can come back and contribute a little bit, this team's going to be even better for it. So moving on, the reason why I'm doing a show today, and you know, the 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 Packers are playing the 49ers here tonight. Um and you know, Lamont, I think you could be right too before I do move on. The Bucks would likely make a trade and be a major player in the buyout market. Um, one seed in the East by Elites. I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um I completely agree with what Lamont's saying right there. Um, John Horst is a genius. John Horst has shown time and time again that he can get out of bad contracts and he can make trades out of nothing. He traded DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson for PJ Tucker, as Justin Garcia quoted in Bucks Talk the other uh, couple weeks ago. He he took two DJs and created a PJ. Um, that was a, a genius move. He also was able to move on from uh, Tory Craig's contract. You know, it was a good signing at the time, but unfortunately, Tory Craig did not work out in Milwaukee, kind of like the same way Semi um, is not working out currently in Milwaukee as well, unfortunately. He was supposed to do the, um, the PJ role, and between injuries and just ineffectiveness, he's unplayable right now. And I think you saw the Bucks yesterday – I'm going to pull up who who actually played because now that they're healthy, because I know Jordan Wara has been getting a lot of action um, recently with the injuries. Um, that's one example. 
But when they're fully healthy, you're going to see guys such as um, Oj Semi and Jordan Wara not getting much um, action at all. Helps if I click on the Bucks instead of the Brewers to get the the score up from yesterday. That'd be more helpful. Um. Yeah. So the and Bucks bowl yesterday was truly looked like a playoff game. Two heavyweights going head to head. You know, the Bucks bench, yes, you had the starting lineup of Giannis, Middleton, Portis, Hill, and Allen. And then the bench, you had Holiday getting 27 minutes off the bench, Matthews, Connaughton, DiVincenzo. That's likely going to, you know, add Brooke Lopez to it come playoff time. That's likely going to be your playoff rotation. That what you saw last night, just with the addition of Brooke Lopez when he's healthy, that's going to be your rotation in the playoffs. You're not, and then you may not see Bobby from time to time. Bobby didn't play a lot in the second, uh, in the fourth quarter. When uh, he, I know he, he had the time basket and, uh, for the final time before the Bucks took the lead for good. Um, close game for throughout, but in the when the when it was the closing moments of the game, um, Portis wasn't in there, and it was uh, Matthews. Holiday, I want to say Hill, Middleton, and Giannis. That was basically the five they went with. You're not going to see Semi. You're not going to see Thanasis. You're not going to see Hood. You're not going to see Wara when it matters most um, come postseason. That's just my thought right now. And I know it's too early to start uh, talking about playoff rotations and whatnot because the Bucks need to get there first. But to me, the reason why it was also a good win for the Bucks, they shot, you know, Bucks are a team that, quote, let it fly. They, they, shot 19% from the three-point line, and they still won the game. So it was, it was a good win to have. The Bucks' just second win of the year, scoring under 100, and overall it was a good win to have. So now moving on to, like, I, you know, for, for real this time, um, Packers 49ers. Um, you've heard a lot throughout the week um, about how the – the Packers under Aaron Rodgers are 0-3 against the 49ers. Like those past three meetings even matter. Because so 2012, Packers ran into a red hot Colin Kaepernick, and he literally ran through, over, and around the Packers and their defense. 2013 season, when the Packers lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. It was Aaron Rodgers' second game back from a collarbone injury being played in five-degree weather. You you can't really take that away, uh, take much from that game. The Packers couldn't make the big play. I think Rodgers was still pretty limited. As I mentioned, there was his second game back from a broken collarbone, but he broke it the first time. And then in 2019, the 49ers were the better team. They were the better team from top to bottom. The Packers overachieved. They won a lot of close games. They clawed fought and scratched their way to that 13 and three uh, season. And the 49ers were a red hot team led by a strong running game and a defense that was dominating. And yes, I know the defense for the 49ers is playing extremely good football right now. Um, I get that. I understand that they've played some pretty good football, but I think the Packers offense is just better. And I know not having, Likely not having MVS today is going to make matters hard for Green Bay. But this year in 2022, 2021 season, 2022 playoff game, the Packers are just the better team. 
They're better at quarterback. They're better at running back. I think their offensive line, when fully healthy, is better. They beat, they, they stopped and slowed down San Francisco's pass rush in great weather conditions with Yash Nyman making his first career start at left tackle. And a Royce Newman, who's been struggling in the middle in, at right guard against different stunts that teams throw at them. Well, you're going to have possibly David Bakhtiari, all-pro left tackle, back at left tackle. Billy Turner, who would have been an all-pro at right tackle if he doesn't get hurt against the Bears back in week, what, 14? And you're going to have Lucas Patrick at guard, who... Yeah, he's not physically overpowering, but he knows he knows what to do. He's going to get the job done, and I, I trust Lucas Patrick there. You're not going to trick him with different stunts and slants and movement like that up front. And then you got your rookie center, Josh Myers, back. This Packer O-line, if healthy, is pretty damn good. Devontae is still the best receiver in the league, and last time these two teams played, Devontae completely tore up San Francisco. Everybody in their, everyone and their mom knew where Aaron Rodgers was going to go with the football against the 49ers in that game. It was going to go to Devontae, especially on the, uh, the, the game winning field goal drive. They go 47 yards and two pass plays to Devontae Adams when everybody and their mom and dad and you name it knew Rodgers was going to look for Devontae. That's a combination that is just unstoppable and it's a combination that it, you just can't you know you just can't uh you, you just can't slow you know when they're on the money it's you can't slow down and san francisco doesn't have a defensive back in my opinion on their roster that can stop Devonte adams and like i said the loss of mvs is going to hurt um, he can, you know, he's a threat over the top. Um, he had a couple big catches the last time these two teams played, including a touchdown where he, uh, but he ended up leaving that game hurt, but you get Randall Cobb back. And the question is, who's going to potentially be that guy that can, can challenge you, uh, over the top, but the, the, this Packer team is different. You, you can't compare a game 10 years ago to today. You can't compare a game from nine years ago to today. Cause guess what? The only two players on either team that are still there, if I'm not mistaken, is Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby. These are completely whole new rosters, new coaching staffs, new front offices, new everything. You can't compare what the team in 2012 and 2013, you can't compare that. And like I said, in 2019, San Francisco was the better team. Um, they were the better team from top to bottom. They just they just were in 2019 and in 2021, it switched. The Packers are the better team. They got the better quarterback. Um, the defensive backfield, if Alexander's a go, um, he's a guy that can shut down the field. I don't know how effective he's going to be after not playing for so long, but he's a guy that can shut down the field. Um, Eric Stokes has taken huge jumps his rookie year, and he had a couple penalties caught against him in week three that shouldn't have been called to begin with, but maybe with some more experience, uh, more track record in the NFL, maybe they, he, he doesn't get called for those pass interferences. One in the end zone and one on the 49ers drive that gave them the lead for the first time in the game that led to the Packers having to have that game-winning field goal. Zadarius Smith is back. Whitney Merciless is back. Um, 
I, I know cutting Kiki Kingsley during the week is kind of head scratching when you're going up against a team that can pound the football down your throat. But San Francisco is likely going to try to attack the the edge. So it's going to be up to uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and Merciless to uh, control the control the edge and try to force things back inside. Where you got Campbell, Kenny Clark, um, Chris Barnes there to try to clean it up. And you also didn't have Campbell the last, you know, when these two teams played in the playoffs the last time either. Campbell, all pro middle linebacker. We've seen what a what a linebacker at his of his his stature can do to a defense. Um, he's a sideline to sideline guy. He's a sure tackler. The Packers are one of the better tackling teams in the NFL right now, and it, it starts with Campbell up front. It starts with Campbell making those tackles not allowing guys to get to the second and third level because he's so quick to the football. So I know I'm talking super confident. There are some concerns I have. Um, Packers defensive line. Um, Dean Lowry's been playing really solid football this year. Um, he's been good up front. How's he going to play today? He didn't play well two years ago when they played. Tyler Lancaster, another guy who – wasn't really anywhere to be found two years ago when they played. And and I know, again, you can't really take away from two years ago too much. A lot of these rosters are different too. Um, But the key for Packers is they got to get a lead early. And if they can get a lead early, you take away San Francisco's ability to run the ball because now they're playing catch up. And I think the Packers win this game. And before I give my prediction any further, um, Jason Ingo from on Facebook commented Packers 27-17. I think that's a good score. Um, thanks, Lamont, for commenting earlier about the Bucks, and thank you, Jason, for your comment. Um, he's predicting Packers 24 or 27-17. So I think the Packers win by 10. Um, I think it'll be 20 to 10, um, 27-17 as well. There's not going to be, it's going to be hard to score points today. Um, it's going to be cold, maybe snowing early in the day. The field's probably going to be a little slick. Um, you have the heating, the heating coils to go along with the ice cold temperatures. It could cause some slickness and it can, uh, you know, 49ers, it could slow down their running game a little bit because they're not used to running in these conditions. It could slow the pass rush down. Um, I think the Packers win. I think they're the better team. The better team should win. And Packers win by 10. They not only cover, but they beat the spread. So that's my thought. And you can follow me on Twitter at Evan Witt Sports if you want to follow along during the game. Um, get my live thoughts, my live reactions during the game at Evan Witt Sports. And moving on to the rest of the – oh, and we're going to be seeing a lot of this tonight too. Uh, 12 plus 17 equals 6. I, I think uh, – I think Adams is going to have a couple touchdowns tonight. That's just my thought, too. So the rest of the NFC playoffs, um, the rest of the NFC playoffs, uh, the other game you have today is the Bengals and the Titans. This, to me, is a toss-up. The Bengals' running defense is hurt um, with the loss of one of their D-linemen who got hurt last week against the Raiders. They do stop the run well. They struggle to stop the pass. Derrick Henry's back. Um, Burrow and Chase are just on a different level. 
uh, right now throwing the football than you know than anybody ex- not named Rodgers and Adams. And the Titans pass rush if they can get pressure on Burrow and knock him around a little bit, it should be a Titans win. But it's 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 a toss up. And right now I'm leaning Titans. I think the Titans get the victory. Um, I think the Bengals are just still too young. Uh, Chase uh, um, uh, Joe Burrow is going to see some stuff he hasn't seen yet from the defense, and I think he's going to struggle to you know throw in Tennessee a little bit. Hostile crowd. I think the Bengals fall. It's going to be close for a while, and then the uh, Titans pull away in the end, riding on King Henry. Um, Rams and Buccaneers tomorrow. Both teams are hurt on the offensive line. The Rams' left tackle is out. The uh, Buccaneers' right tackle is, if he plays, is going to be severely hindered by a high ankle sprain. I'm a believer, and it's all one up front. Both teams have great pass rushes. Both teams can get after the quarterback. I I think just Cam Akers coming back healthy is going to be what cha- turns the tide. Um, and I think Stafford's able to make enough big plays down the field. And I think the Rams knock off Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay tomorrow afternoon. And you got Bills and the Chiefs. Um, should be a great matchup. I think this is a matchup we're going to see potentially in the AFC <coughs> playoffs moving forward. I know the the Chiefs are going to have a lot of money gymnastics to play with um, different contracts starting to hit the books and the salary cap becoming a problem. Um, I think that's going to be a a potential problem um, for Kansas City moving forward. And the Bills, they're going to have to start paying Josh Anderson his big extension rather than just his rookie deal. Um, So there's going to be a lot of uh, salary cap gymnastics they have to play as well. But we're not worried about that today. We're worried about who's going to be the better team tomorrow in the Bills and the Chiefs. And I think I think Buffalo gets the win. So I think next weekend we're going to have Packers versus Rams and we're going to have the Bills versus the Titans to see who gets to go to the Super Bowl. So that's just my thought. And finally, I just want to comment. And I saw Andy Herman from Packaday Podcast share this yesterday. I tweeted it out earlier in the week and I had this same conversation with a buddy of mine at work is last year when the Titans came to green Bay, the narrative was what are the Packers even going to do? Derrick Henry is going to set NFL single game records against green Bay. They don't have an answer for him. They can't stop him. And the Packers held Henry to 95 to 98 yards and he didn't have any big plays. They held him under 100 yards. I said in my in my show leading up to that game, my bold prediction is Derrick Henry is held under 100 yards. I'm not going to go on that limb and say the 49ers will be held under 100 yards rushing, but I don't think they get the big plays that they did um, back in 2019. I think it's going to be more like you saw in week three as the Packers, as I mentioned earlier, win this game by 10. And with that, thank you all for listening. Or for, I'm sorry. Thank you all for watching the show. Thank you, those that are listening to the podcast later on. Talking Sports with Evan can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Spotify, uh, uh, iTunes, you name it. Uh, if, if, you, if it's a podca- podcast platform, um, you're likely able to find um, this show. So with that said, go Pack Go. And... 
hopefully tomorrow or Monday, I can bring you a celebratory episode of another NFC Championship bound edition of Talking Sports with Evan, not a off-season bound edition. So with that said, hope you all have a great and wonderful Saturday. Be safe, be good, hug your loved ones if you are able to, um, and I will get back at you later. Bye.